0: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I'm talking with Kendra Tutil. Kendra is a holistic women's health therapist who helps women transform their well-being by working their scars. Kendra guides women through transformational processes. And with nearly a decade of clinical experience, she's developed her own system, Scars Reigniting Your Feminine. Her work is recognized as transformational for mood disorders, chronic pain, digestive issues, reproductive challenges, and much more by hundreds of her female clients. And I am now one of them. I joined her Enliven program. It's a brand new program to help women work their scars, and she will be launching a new round of Enliven This coming new year, in January of 2022, that's going to start. So take a look for that at the end of the year if you're interested. But welcome, Kendra. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Danielle. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to meet with you today to talk about niching because obviously it's a very specific niche to say that you help women work their scars and so they can have better health and a more whole life. Um, But I'd love to know kind of the origin of your business, how you ended up at this place.
1: Yeah, sure. I have kind of an odd niching story, (laughs) so I'm happy to share it. Um, I have stopped and started my business a few times now. So this is actually my third business. Um, So right from the beginning, I started out as as an athletic therapist working with athletics, rugby, hockey at a high school. And just through time, just kind of morphed and changed my business. And one of the things that really excited me early on was working with people who have comp- complex and uh, chronic types of pain. And so when you work with those people, you are working with every aspect of their life. It's not just you know the chronic back pain or the chronic he- like tension headaches or whatever it is. It's really kind of spilled out into every area of their of their of their being and how they you know move around on a day to day, including their finances and relationships and the whole, the whole thing. And it was really during this time that I started to recognize how powerful working with scars really were. I was doing a lot of other modalities. Uh, I think something really important about being a, a wellness therapist and working in like the health and wellness or the health and fitness industry is you're always trying to like, get more information and like level up your education. And you're always a continual learner, you feel this kind of crunch of, I got to do all this stuff. And I got to take this continuing education course, because I want to learn this to help this person. And it just feels like this big snowball. So I was doing I had a ton of education in the nervous system and biomechanics, you know, I knew how to work with anyone who had their head, you know, split open in rugby. Like I had so much stuff, like so much uh, knowledge and wisdom and and practical application. But among all of that, I was really starting to notice how powerful SCAR work was. And this was uh, across the board for men and women. But over the years, I started to recognize that I was attracting women more and more. And I was mostly attracting women and their children, actually. There's a period of time there where I was working with moms and their, their daughters or their sons. And that was a really nice dynamic to, to work with because it's a really beautiful bonding experience. Um, but it was really, at this point, I was still working in a variety of different things, but it was really just recently in the past half year, I was sitting in this uh, free class that I was in because I paid in full for a women's networking group, the advanced network that you are part of as well. And I was in this free workshop with one of the the creators, the owners of this networking group. And she was just talking to me and saying like, I can tell you, you know, so much and you have so much in your toolbox, but what is it that you do all the time? Like, what is your common denominator or your lowest point of entry for, for working with people? And it was really just when I took a step back and be like, oh, I am always working with people's scars. And it seems so like obvious once I landed on it. But it honestly took from this is almost a decade in the making in that sort of sense, which is so silly to think back of now. But (laughs) essentially, um, that is how it started. Just actually stepping back and realizing something that I do most often with
0: people. Yeah, I love how she phrased it as like that entry point, Mm -hmm. like because I think. Often we do offer so much, you know, as coaches and therapists and service providers, we have this wealth of knowledge. We are learners by nature and we're trying to bring all of that to our people. But at the same time, it can be overwhelming when people try to take in the whole breadth of what we do when they haven't even begun to work with us. Uh, So having that entry point, I think, can be really, really powerful. And I think that's what niching is really all about, is giving someone that, oh, I see this is what she can do for me. And then they can easily say yes or no to that. You know, is that something that they need or want or not? And I love how you landed on that, that you trusted that advice enough to take a step back and look at it. And you were able to see, you know, that over and over and over again, it was scars coming forth to the table. So interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So what was the process of then integrating that information of like, okay, I'm always working with scars. It's a great entry point. Now, how did you take that and develop, you know, the full business aspect around that so that you could strategize, you know, that lead generation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think what you said earlier about trust, like trusting that that is the thing that you should be pulling forward is a really good point. Because myself in that kind of position, I could see how it you have an ego around what you do. We all have an identity around what we do. And so I remember hearing that information and having a little bit of a ooh, like an aversion, like a, you know, that's not all I do kind of reaction. You know what I mean? Like it's so common for us to be like, well, I do all of this, but that's in the end is not so helpful to people when they're trying to find you. So I remember going for a walk into the Pacific Northwest woods where I was and just kind of soaking that in and being just kind of real and recognizing that I could take this forward. And when I look back at the way that I was working with people, I was noticing a pretty familiar pattern of the the steps and the process that I was going through it was, Um, adding on stuff that I was already doing in neurology biomechanics and like holistic health and Ayurveda and all like nutrition but I was really organizing it in a really kind of strategic process along the scar kind of journey so as soon as I said yes to scar work (laughs) as soon as I was on that train um, I just started to build my website I started from this from scratch, really, because I had all these ideas mulling about, uh, which was so nice to kind of dive into one direction and just started to. As I created my website, I was recognizing like, oh, there is a real form to this. I can see it now. I was totally blind to it while I was doing it, but just through kind of reflection, um, I think most of us are are natural reflectors, especially as women, but. When you look back at the way that you work with people, it was such an interesting like, journey to be like, oh yeah, there is a step-by-step thing that I'm doing here. So I just started to put that into a methodology. That was another piece of advice about niching. Get together a methodology, like, make it um, like reproducible so that you can follow it over time because you are doing something again and again over time. You're just not recognizing it. You're just not noticing it. So that was a big aha moment for me too.
0: Absolutely, I think if you are tapping into a niche that's working for you, there is a client journey that's sort of repeatable. There are nuanced pieces to that journey, of course, and everyone experiences it differently. but there is a path that you lead them through, that they are, you know, starting at their point A and then all the way end to point B, where they've essentially been transformed by the work that they've been able to do with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Once I spot, you, can't, you can't unsee it once you see it. <laughs> so that was great. Well, I know a lot of women, as they start to niche down, they get really nervous. They get really scared about that idea of being minimized, of being reduced to this one thing or being trapped, you know, maybe in this one thing even. So how can women let go of that fear and begin to define their niche in a more joyful way?
1: Yeah, I have had quite a few people, close people uh, that I respect, just say that this niche is a bad idea, (laughs) just in their polite way, just being like, this is not a good plan. This is not a good uh, way to work with as a, like a lowest common denominator point of entry that we're talking about. Uh, But on the flip side, my personal experience of, of it is the exact opposite. (laughs) I, I talk with people, with women, just in networking groups and saying like, they will. The first thing they say is, "I love your niche." <laughs> so even though you're going to get those fear, you're going to have it for sure. Especially for myself, I felt like I could, you know, do all of these things and, and help women in so many different ways. But you can still apply all of your knowledge and wisdom when you when you are working with them. You know, when you're face to face or you know, video screen to video screen in front of them, you can apply all of that wisdom. But just getting that entry point is so important. So. I would say that to just roll with what feels good when you land on it, there's this feeling inside that says like, yes, this is, this feels right. This is how I want to speak. This is the context and framework at which I want to speak about. And there's this just natural for people to not be on board. And the amount of people who've been on board versus off board is, you know, there's so many people that are, are really supporting me in this idea. So it's been overall just a really great journey.
0: I think it's really important too to do what you did and take a look at how's the market responding. So it's nice to hear from your peers, those kudos of like, "Wow, great idea!" Oh, this was brilliant. I loved that content, whatever it is. But they're not always on the same page as our market, right? We need to remember that that they're often in a different place. That's why we don't serve our peers, right? We serve our market. And so if the market is responding after you've done that self-validation of just that energetic, like, yes, this is for me. And then people are responding. I mean, I, I think that is just that magical place where we're like, we know we're on the right track and it doesn't matter what our peers have to say about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That it feels so good to have that moment and then have it validated it again and again. Like I have a lot of YouTube content. I give a lot of free content out about how I work in my kind of thought process and I will, you know, have little chats with women here and there and send them a YouTube that's relevant, like maybe a woman has a gallbladder scar, so I'll send them my gallbladder video. And consistently, they're like, oh my gosh, you connected so many dots for me, like, you're validating everything that I'm feeling, it feels, I, I feel so meaningful to, to be uh, listened to and heard in that way. So just all of these things is just such a, it just feels very
0: good, like a positive trajectory. Yeah, that's so powerful. Wow. And mm-hmm. how have you been able to let go of your own fears as you've moved through this process? Like, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would be lying to say that I don't have any fears. <laughs> that is like, uh, not accurate in any way. So I I do feel the fear because my, my niche is there's an education gap. A lot of women people don't recognize the impact of scars, they can see that it obviously affects their body in some ways, but to really grasp the full impact and to see the way out the journey like towards total well-being, that's a whole different ballgame. So I do have to feel fill this kind of education gap and do it in a way that's palatable and accessible in this world of, you know, six, 10 second hits to get people's attention. I struggle with that. Totally. That is not my jam. I'm trying to love it. <laughs> but, um, so my, my fear is just remedied by just being consistent and, and just following through because that, uh, really feels good. And I can see how that affects people that that consistency is, is
0: really powerful. I think you're doing a good job too at overcoming that like six, 10 second attention span by really targeting people, With, you know, what is your scar and then sending the content forward, right? And like getting, meeting them where they're at, right? We do need to bring them to where we need them to be to start the journey with us. But at the same time, we have to meet them where they're at, like you said, and make it really palatable in the process instead of just sort of shouting the education at them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I was such a, my beginning as a clinical therapist my words were really hard to understand. You know, you're using anatomical physiology, kind of, you know, really sciencey based stuff that was just kind of exploding people's heads. And when I started to work with kids, actually, as well as people who are really sick, like they're really unwell, they can't, they're not hearing you at all cylinders. Like they can't absorb what you're saying. And so it was really just that chopping away of learning to speak to people from a place of being, you know, real and authentic and trying to, to get to them whatever way you can to make them understand. But when I first started, oh my gosh, I was a total like geek that I'm sure it didn't land for so many people, probably good for the best because I wasn't online at this point. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was really a process for me of, of kind of stripping away that ego and that identity of like, I'm a really smart clinical person and I have all the knowledge here's my words, check them out. It was a, a whole stripping away that has brought me to a place where I feel comfortable with how I speak, but also comfortable knowing that you know people are, are resonating with what I'm saying. So that all feels good.
0: Yeah. It feels like you're almost deep. Like it's a deeper energetic ownership of your knowledge. You don't have to put it all out there yeah. right away and say, look at all these things I know, look at how much I can help you. It's just like, Hey, I can see that you might need help with this. And you're, you're seated in your own position of power and authority and welcoming people in to come work with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think people can, can feel that, you know, when they're being blasted with kind of superficial info versus, you know, receiving something from like deep wisdom or like personal practice, like doing, you know, walking the talk or all of those types of things. I think people can recognize that even through screens, which is <laughs>
0: awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Humans are more tapped in than we give ourselves credit for. I would agree with that. Totally, definitely. Well, thank you so much. I want to know: Do you have a favorite business hack or a bit of advice for our business gal pals out there?
1: Yeah, my business hack would be something that's potentially not so businessy, but just as a niching down kind of aspect. What I really also went through on the inside is a getting to know myself more and like being confident with myself more. I find that when you don't feel very connected or you don't feel that purpose deep from within, you feel kind of splattered all over <laughs> and your energy is spilling out in all directions and you maybe are tired and you feel like you're not getting what it is that you're wanting or putting out. Um, so the my business hack is to just spend time in whatever way resonates with you, but just getting more connected to who you are, not being driven so much by you know, what other people think or financial gain or just really feeling it from deep within. And and that comes out in a meaningful way. And people, like we were just saying, people can feel that. So the businessy part becomes your purpose, which I love.
0: Yeah. When it's aligned with that authenticity, I think people are much more inclined to trust you and to trust that you are, you know, operating from a place of service and wanting to help. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Definitely. Thank you so much, Kendra. So where can my listeners find you if they want to find out more about how to work their own scars or what it is you're doing these days?
1: Yeah, sure. So my, the easiest way is through my Facebook group or my website and my Facebook group is called the Radiantly Alive Woman. And that's also my website name, the com. So I am very active inside that Facebook community. It is women are interested in scars, learning more about them, how to transform their well-being by working their scars. And then if you're interested more about my system or about my bio or anything like that, that is all uh, really detailed and laid out well on my website.
0: Awesome. Everybody check out Kendra's stuff. She's amazing. She's got some really great free information. She's not kidding when she says she's filling that education gap you know, go get you some knowledge because it's out there to be had. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kendra.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real blast.